I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I've never been on a march. You know, in France, though, another thing they've got is the police have extra powers. So they're like, fucking start. They bring out the plastic bullet guns, oh, they... the rubber bullets, Fuck. way sooner than's needed. <laughs> yeah. And they have those hose cannons where they, like, literally hose you down. That's probably, I hate to say, a very satisfying job. <laughs> to hose people. Yeah, if you're the guy with the power hose, fuck yeah. <laughs> I wonder what he gets paid. Do you know what I mean? If comedy didn't work out and I wanted to find something... I've moved to France to hose (laughs) protesters. Yeah, Yeah, Red actually seems happier than ever. He's not doing as much comedy. He comes back on weekends, but he's hosing. Yeah, pension is fucking great. Holidays. He actually... It's it's not work. (laughs) How are you feeling, Red? Well, I I do have a repetitive strain injury from holding the hose. (laughs) I have a lot of tingling in my left arm. There'll be a riot while I'm on holiday and I'll come back and they'll go, so sorry, Red, and I'll go, don't worry, the beach was boring. This This is what I really love. The Year Is with Red and Bobby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Year Is podcast, the podcast where every episode, me, comedian Bobby Mayer, my co-host, comedian Red Richardson, travel back to a year in history. We talk about the weirdest, the most interesting, the strangest things from that year. This is my new voice. What do you think? I like it. It's very good. Okay. It's a good uh, broadcasting voice. A lot has changed since in the last two weeks. Yeah. You've you've done broadcasting lessons. I've got a new voice. That's good. I like it. It's good. It's probably quite relaxing for people listening. It's uh, yeah. Well, I figured like as a comedy podcast and a history podcast, I don't know if we succeed on either. So I'm going for <laughs> ASMR now. We're going for a, th- a third, a third niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're throwing everything at this. We've tried it all. I uh, I'm back. I'm a new man. I've started boxing. I've been down the gym. I'm a machine now. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the blister on my little finger? What's that from? Punching a punch bag. Once. Yeah. You yeah. punched it once. No, it's good. I'm in there with uh, trained killers, and they recognize me and embrace me as one of their own. No, they're all pretty scary guys. They chat to me. I just say, yeah. I nearly said, did you watch the Jake Paul fight the other night? <laughs> Which would have outed me instantly as a narc, and I would have been rightfully kicked out of the club. But no, it's uh, it's a good scene. Do you, do you think anyone's like running drugs through the gym and you're going to have to like stop it from happening? No, I wouldn't stop it. I'd just let them crack on. I'm just in the <laughs> corner minding my own business. As long as the gym stays open, whatever they've got to do to keep those doors open. Okay. Because it's a tough economy out there and uh, we all need some way to survive. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So whether you're laundering money, selling drugs, you matter. Yeah, I feel great this week. I joined a gym. I went to two classes. So we're both... We both have realized that exercise is good. Yes. Either I've realized something about 
mental health and your body. Yeah. Either your body is in pain from exercising all the time, or your brain is in pain from attacking of itself. Of course, yeah. There's not really an alternative. Some no. part of you has to be in a lot of pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if, you're, if, you're, if your body is like, oh, I feel nice, then your brain is yeah. like, you, you know, you don't get to feel nice. No, of course, of course. You need to, you need to exercise. Yes. I was um, lying in bed a few nights ago, and I remembered um, getting drunk at a party when I was very young, and I burst into tears, and it was my grandma had died that day and then i'd gone to a party that night and this guy older kid called uh ashley who i later became friends with i was he, he was throwing up and i was eating a kebab and i offered him a bit of chips to make him feel better because he was not i wanted to impress him he was about four years older than me and he booted the kebab out of my hands <laughs> i remember the salad coming down on my head like snowdrops with mayo in it just doo. And then uh, he picked up the bun and put it in my face. And I just burst into tears in front of all my mates. <laughs> and then everyone at school mocked me for it. And I was lying in bed and this memory just came back. <laughs> and I felt ashamed. I was like, I can't believe you cried, you fucking dick. This was honestly 20 years ago. Also, your grandma died. I know. That's a reason to cry. But all I'm saying now is, don't fuck with me. Because I'm at the gym. Okay. <laughs> if you see me with some chips... You take one and you eat it. You don't shove them in my face. <laughs> you're, I'm glad you're really working through. Yeah, I'm working on myself. <laughs> you're working through stuff one weird memory at a time. Yeah, but no, I just thought, why is this? It For like 10 minutes, I was like, oh, the cringe. And then I'm like, what is going on? Who gives a shit? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it must be amazing to have the kind of memory where you don't look back. Those people yeah. exist. Well, they don't care. There's people who've committed genocides mm. and still feel happy on a day-to-day -day basis of course you know you think hitler you go surely once you woke up and went Ooh. there's a prison in the hague that is full of war criminals yeah it's like low security prison yeah lowest suicide think... rate in the world <laughs> huh probably the lowest suicide yeah. rate in the world of anywhere yeah it's just like the comfiest jail if you yeah. kill enough people you get treated pretty well yeah yeah, no, it's... Uh, Those people aren't sitting around being like, what did I do? They're just yeah. like, I didn't do it. They're like, well, well we have this, the records here. It's like, wasn't me. For this year that we were going to do, I, I found a thing. I thought, actually, I'm not going to focus on it. But it was a guy who helped organize the transportation to concentration camps. Got caught in um, the year we're going to do. But I, he got 15 years in jail. And it was like, they were like you, you're responsible for 200,000 deaths, you know? Yeah, yeah. If you stabbed it, one person, got 15 years more. in jail. It's like, that's what, like, being caught with, like, a kilo of weed gets you. <laughs> like, oh, I organized the Holocaust. I, I, um, I sold weed to teenagers. <laughs> I met Hitler. I worked for Hitler, you know. Yeah, there's good, you know. Not good at all. Jody, you've been keeping up with your fitness? I have, yeah. I've been doing couch to 5K <laughs> again. And, um, yeah, we were talking before the pod about, yeah, what? me doing my... Kind of yeah, boxing, sparring, couch to five k. Try try ring to five k. Well, Red, you haven't done five k. That's what I do. I do fifteen rounds to five k. Okay, but Jody, <laughs> Jody, when you say couch to five k, I'm kind of imagining that just means, uh, you're like you've just stepped off the couch. Like no, how you... close to five k are you? Uh, well, right now I'm in week six. Yeah, but how many um, k's, Jody? I. I don't know. Like I half just, a K? I just, I just Wait, so you're it. not even measuring what it is? 
No, I'm just following the the guide to do it, and I was just listening to podcasts. Yeah, but do I'm you get it. to five k? When I've completed it before, yeah, I was running it. From... You're acting like a politician, <laughs> Jody. Jody, Jody, your answer. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just running the time. When I completed it last time, before I got COVID, I was running from Herne Hill down to Imperial War Museum, which and how far is five k? That's five k. And I was just about to extend it from five k to ten k, yep. and I caught COVID. And okay. how many PPI masks, PPI masks did you get out in the height of the pandemic? Okay, but Jody, when you, right now. Doesn't it tell you run 200 meters and you run 200 meters? No, it tells you to run for a certain amount of time, stop and walk for a few minutes. That's good that you're doing that because what I've noticed now uh, is mental health is important. Mental health (laughs) is important. (laughs) What's funny, have you seen there's so many podcasts that I see clips for and it's like these horrific guys from Made in Chelsea and they'll be like, it's good because, you know, I've struggled with mental health and you're like, just fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Like, just fuck off. You're a talentless millionaire. I don't want to hear about you being sad. Yeah, I just want to see the good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stop now. But, um, Jody, you mentioned you boxed before. Yeah, I, I used to do, like, with the one-on-one trainer sparring on Primrose Hill. Yeah. Um, with my... Um, with Sadie my... Frost and Jude Law. <laughs> yeah, I'd be hanging out with them. Tim Burton would come around and yeah. coffees and croissants and stuff afterwards. Um, yeah, so I was put in touch with um, this guy called Zach, who kind of does one-on-one training on Primrose Hill with with people, and yeah, he, I I wonder what he's doing now. I really miss it. It was a lot of fun because he's probably running scared because he's heard <laughs> that I've started. Yeah, definitely. But uh, he was obsessed with Saving Private Ryan. Okay, so he'd just be screaming Saving Private Ryan quotes like. In the middle of what we were Is he ch- doing. Was this a real... Where did you meet this guy? I was, I was put in touch with him by, by another friend who used to work out. Yeah. Him. Yeah. And so he'd be screaming... Was like, your friend Jack Nicholson <laughs> from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? <laughs> he's this like, is my friend who's a boxing trainer. He's like, get out there, find that one, them's Ryan. Is that what he'd <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd be like shouting that and other random <laughs> quotes <laughs> like that. And... Yeah, you'd be, yeah, be, sometimes it'd be quite scary. We'd have kind of deep... He sounds of, scary. We'd have deep philosophical questions. Like, are you proud of your queen? And I'd, and I'd be like, hey, well, <laughs> I, I'm not really too bothered. You, sh- you should be proud of your queen. This um, is great. And then, like, he'd be talking about... Probably going to have to cut this bit out. <laughs> he'd be talking about... He'd call um, homosexuals biscuits. <laughs> I feel like that's definitely not nice. Yeah, no, yeah. No. Well, you call them biscuits. Yeah, yeah. A couple of biscuits. they're soft. Yeah, yeah. Um, biscuits aren't soft unless you do I mean, Yeah, tea. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, and he'd be like, yeah, if if, if there's homosexuals in our, in our village, we kill them. And what? he'd be saying Elton this John is a pedophile. This guy shouldn't be trained at all or training anyone. Are you sure this is... <laughs> he, he was I wonder me. what he's doing now. <laughs> Fucking hell. Not he's just re- been arrested in Ohio, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was really, really funny. So I'd, I'd be boxing him whilst he'd be screaming this stuff out. I'd be trying not to burst out Private laughing Ryan. at the same time. Yeah. Imagine if it was like Clueless he loved or something like that. <laughs> You guys hear with Tom Sizemore? Yeah, he's had a brain aneurysm. He's he's on the way out. That's not good. Yeah, good actor he was. Good actor, hit, drugs, hit some women. He also slept with Elizabeth Hurley while she was dating Hugh Grant. Really? Mm-hmm. 
He had a lot of charm that day. Yeah, he well, was, oh, a lot that of was cocaine. His, that was his mm. best day. He describes her, it her worst because they were dating, and he was the big shot, and she was dating. What he said was this loser actor called Hugh from England. It was before Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> and then he said that film came out and he was just like, boom. Yeah. And she was like, see you later. But didn't she say it never happened? I think she might have. And then he had to say he actually didn't. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think I think it did happen. I think I think that's what happened. Maybe. Well, I think he might have been selling a book. You know, if I don't do enough to attract media attention in my life story then you can bet you can bet there's going to be some fabrications in there just to pump up the advance a bit <laughs> wait are you gonna say you had sex with to sell a book <laughs> who would be a good one kate garraway philip schofield <laughs> yeah well he claims it but you know it's sort of like of course he claim it but then of course she'd deny it but that is sad his family are turning off his support aren't they but... Yeah, the thing with turning off life support is you can't you can't be the one in the family being like, I think we should turn it off. Mm. And everyone's like, wait, what? It's been like two hours. It's what they would have wanted. Like, you can't, you know, where's the will? You mm. can't be too quick about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to give really. it a couple of days and be like, I don't think he's coming. You have to be really, you can't, yeah. you can't be excited for them to die. You don't want your hand on the plug being like, we done? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have things to do. Can we yeah, just. Can we go? Um, I need to charge my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, it says they had a three-year affair while she was with Hugh Grant. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, explosive sex tape he also had with someone else, drug addiction, and accusations of... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't need to go into that side of a man uh, on his deathbed. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was an accusation of blessing an 11-year-old was girl. It? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I wonder... <laughs> okay. <laughs> But they went to the police. The police says that we're not sure that we can't prosecute this. We don't know what happened. And then mm. uh, they said, all right, you can finish the movie. It was <laughs> they let him finish the movie because oh the police said, you know, but like building a case like that is very difficult. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. But they, the police, the police didn't clear. And they just said, we can't prosecute this. And then they're like, yeah, finish the movie. Come on. We'll just keep you away from the kids. God. Which movie was that? Uh School of Rock. No, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Sizemore claims he's had sex with Paris Hilton, an allegation she denied as well. Claiming it was a ploy by Sizemore to increase sales. Again, no disrespect to Tom Sizemore. I'd do exactly the same thing. So what if, did you... Who would you say you would slept with? Who's a good one? Philip Schofield, someone like that. Or who's big that you can really pump your sales with? Prince Harry at the moment. Prince Harry, that's yeah. it. I just had sucked off Prince Harry's frozen willy. Here's in a, Antarctica, it was the only way we could keep warm. They always go for Meghan Markle. I'm so surprised that like people who've slept with Meghan Markle haven't sold their story to the Sun. Well, they went to his husband, uh, her, her husband, and saying her ex, being like, "Can you dish the dirt?" And he was like, "No." Okay. The dad's more than up for it. I think they've got enough with the dad and the sister. You know, Harry's about to do something where he speaks to like a psychic or something on live tv like your pr needs to <laughs> what, what is who are who is organizing he's doing he's speaking to like a trauma therapist on live tv that's not like good therapy it's not harry good at all. and he's like we just want privacy and you're like come on well, this is yeah that's not quite privacy it's not it's the opposite of privacy doing a live therapy session oh god that's so bleak he needs to stop he because re- he's famous it's like 
hey man, you, he's acting like he left Big Brother as third place in 2005 and he's desperate to stay in the limelight. It's like, you're Prince Harry, you're famous forever. You don't have to keep doing these little stunts. Because we're like eight years away from him and Meghan being like, we're going to make love on camera. <laughs> but it does seem like you just, I guess it's, you just get a little dose of the, uh, like if you're if you're open and then obviously there's negative feedback but there's probably he probably gets positive feedback too thousands of people being like thanks so much we love it you know in a very in a niche social media way where he's probably never experienced that before so now he's like i like this it's just i don't i don't miss mommy when this happens you this know is... like it's just that it probably fills some fucking yeah, hole maybe. so then he's like i want to keep filling this fucking hole yeah but then that he was men and not want that, you know? It's just it, but of... it's not, you can't control, once you get a taste, once you get a taste of that kind of fame, it's a different kind of fame. The exposing yourself completely. Of course. And then being accepted by some people, that is a different. We've just heard enough from him. And I know everyone, you know, you know, it's hard any, I, I wouldn't wish being a prince on anyone. I'm sure it's a shit life. But the fact is, there's a cost of living crisis. There's wars, plural. People are starving to death, and you, the one of the most privileged people to ever walk the earth is going to do a live therapy session to, to broadcast his problems if he and was, get paid ten million pounds to do yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, if he was, if he was, I feel like if they were smart, all they'd be doing is helping poor people. Yeah, just yeah. doing what the royal family should do. You know. Yeah. They why? Yeah, it does. It's a weird move. Yeah. It's it's like Paris Hilton's handbag dog addressing the stray dogs of China <laughs> to talk about how hard it is getting a bubble bath. <laughs> it's not good at all. Um, Just a little chihuahua yeah, in front of a, yeah. a sea of dogs that their ears bitten off by yeah, the other yeah, dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I... I have had a hard couple years. Yeah, and, like yeah. you've had a couple years. Yeah. I watched my mom get eaten in front of me. In front of me. Ellen comes around and she strokes me really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, this dog who eats like its own special chicken and stuff. I was in the handbag and I sniffed around and that's when I realized it wasn't a Louis Vuitton. <laughs> it was a knockoff. <laughs> and they, all the dogs start weeping. Yeah, like yeah. just like the way a dog cries. It's quite sad, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just thousands of dogs. And then the little chihuahua sheds a single tear. Yeah. And eats a taco. I was um, on a similar top while it was, uh, I was at a restaurant the other night and uh, Rosie's restaurant, she gets her monthly free meal. So I was there and um, she works at a McDonald's. It's yeah, really, yeah. Uh, and I get, it's I, really nice. It's not a free meal. It's just when the cameras stop. Yeah. Once a month, Rosie steals some knit nuggets yeah. for red. Yeah. I force, I force her to. <laughs> but um, Kylie Jenner was meant to come in. But um, it, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know people. Generally, celebrities don't. <laughs> What's happening over there, Red? You said you were sick, but you're feeling better. I, I think I've got coronavirus. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've had this cough for like five days <laughs> since my parents came and stayed, and they've tested positive for COVID. So, sorry. can't really taste my coffee. Has anyone got that? <laughs> but uh, sorry. 
Kylie Jenner was meant to come in. Into a McDonald's. I didn't know they'd announce that they come no, usually. No, but she had the table next to ours. That's nice that it's just McDonald's where people reserve the table. But yeah, okay. Yeah, but so Kylie Jenner, security came in, like three guys, and they were like, where's the fire exit? Da-da-da, where's she going to be? Because she rents a table for her security as well. Sure. And, or books a table. And uh, they kept coming back in. They're like, Kylie's outside. They come back in. Da, 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 da. And then, like, Kylie's friends came in, looked around, went back in, and then they just left. They're like, "No, we're not doing it." She feels like it's. I don't. I don't know. It was just like what. I have been to that McDonald's. It's a bit, mm. It could be. It's quite. It's like maybe it's just tight. Yeah. Like, but I just think everyone in there's over twenty, so don't give a shit who she is. You know, compared to an American, America you got space. You know. Mm. British British restaurants are just fucking crammed in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like shoulder to shoulder yeah. with another person. But she did not come in, which is a shame because I would have met her. What would you have said to Kylie Jenner? I would have said, uh, hello, how are you? Networking is way to the top. Yeah, yeah. and I'd just been like, oh, yeah. What was OJ like? Yeah, what was OJ really like? Who, I, I'd say, this is what I'd say, I said, right, you're in a house, Kanye's having an episode. Who would you rather, Kanye with a gun or OJ with a nut? No. It's probably an insensitive thing to ask. It? It's probably, you know, you know that man who probably hurt your sister in some weird way we don't mm, know about. Mm. Or that guy who killed that lady you knew. Yeah. It's probably, it is probably a, a really insensitive would you rather. It probably is. Do you remember there was some South African It's rapper? good we've had this chat for you to think it through in case you run into her again. <laughs> yeah, now I know what to do. I, there was a chat. This the South African rapper did a video about meeting Kanye. And uh, what are they called? Die Antwood. It's like a group. Okay. And Kanye was like, come over to mine. I like your music. And he went over and Kanye just took him into a cinema room and just put on porn. And just sat there. And then was like, do you want any banana bread? And he was like, uh, yeah. So he just shouted to a maid who brought him and goes, Kim makes the best banana bread. And he said he just sat there in silence. He's like, I didn't know what it was. Was it a power move? What was going on? Was he waiting for me to object to like the porn and be like, what? You know, and then go, I beat you in some weird way. You know, <laughs> it's just bizarre. I didn't get it at all. Um, and the guy didn't either. <laughs> I don't think they've spoken since. But anyway. Well read. What year are we going back to? We're going back to 1967, which was the birth of a man I only found out about yesterday. His name was is Nick Leeson. Has anyone heard of this? Man, no. Yeah. You've heard of Nick Leeson? Yeah, it was massive news, yeah. Oh, well, actually, it was, but it was in 1994, and so you would have known, or 95. Yeah, because you're... Yeah. Jody's in his 50s. Jody <laughs> would have been 28 then. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell me. So Nick Leeson was a... Uh, he worked in stocks and shares and stuff like that. He was He's a, a stockbroker or a trader. Yeah, a stockbroker, trader. Um, and he basically was like a rogue. He would go in, he had this double or nothing mentality where he'd just double... Like and he'd do rogue trading and stay in after work when everyone had gone. And if he lost six million, he'd bet twelve million of the company's money. And it, sometimes it worked. Like once he 
turned over a profit of uh, 35 million in one night yeah and you know and so everyone went okay he's a bit of a maverick but let's let's uh let's only 10 10 million pounds he got sorry not 30 million he made 10 million on unauthorized speculative trades okay that made 10 million for bearings the bank barings i don't know how it's pronounced bearings bearings thank you jody um counted for 10 percent of bearings annual profit and he earned a bonus of one hundred thirty thousand for doing that so it's all going quite well um but then he started betting with money that they keep in an account which is meant to they have this special account which deals with errors sure so it's like backup you're never meant to spend so it. he had a bad night where he spent all the money he could kind of thing yes so by the end of night two the errors accounts losses exceeded two million increasing to 23 million in late 1993 <laughs> the amount ballooned to 208 million by the end of 1994 and nobody's watching no so he's he listens he's still following his doubling strategy every time he lost money he'd get double the amount that was lost in order to recoup the amount <laughs> that's, not, his... that's not that's not <laughs> that's not investing that's just a gambler yeah. this has been successful for him in the past well, i mean it, it's successful for everybody <laughs> in a casino we've all done it's that 50, 50, i've 70. been i've been up hundreds of pounds at a casino and been like, I'm a great gambler, yeah. and then eventually your luck runs out, yeah. and it turns out you were you're just it's just luck. Yeah. So once it was successful for him in nineteen ninety three when he was able to cover five million negative balance in the error account, after which he vowed not to use the account again. Um he managed to repu- maintain his reputation as a trading genius. Um and he was starting because he's been really good at hiding his losses as well. As the losses grew higher and higher, Leeson fabricated cover stories to explain why he needed more cash from London. His sterling reputation protected him from close scrutiny because he's just good at moving it around and shit-talking. And imagine working with him. You go, oh, here he is, the hot shot. And he's like, hey, you go, this guy never sleeps. Yeah. He stays in after we've all gone home. That's why he's like, no, he's fucking everything up. <laughs> imagine just being there. You've lost twenty three million of you, and the cleaner's just like mopping around you. Like, hey man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just terror. Fuck. Yeah. Then what happened? So he tried to recoup his losses by making a series of increasingly risky new trades. This time, betting that the Nikkei stock average would make a rapid recovery. However, the recovery failed to materialize. He put a load of money. Uh, it's called a short straddle in the Singapore and Tokyo stock exchanges. Basically betting uh, that the Japanese stock market would not move significantly overnight. So he's just going to put it there to put some money somewhere and just be like, look, it's fine there. Take it out the, the next day because it's like nothing's going to happen. There's going to be no, no problem here. Wakes up the next day. The Great Hanshin Earthquake hit early in the morning on 17th of January, <laughs> sending Asian markets and Leeson's trading positions into a tailspin. Leeson attempted to recoup his losses by making a series of increasingly risky new trades. This is the best bit. <laughs> so he was in, he lost overnight $1.4 billion <laughs> for his company. And what he did is he wrote a note just saying, sorry, and left it on his desk and then fled to Malaysia. So they just went in the next day to 1.4 billion losses. <laughs> went right. Who's done this? Where's Leeson, the cunt? <laughs> Go to his desk and he just says, sorry, <laughs> on his desk. But so he fled to Malaysia and then to Thailand. Then he went to Germany and he got arrested in Germany. What is brilliant is now his job is 
he's an after dinner speaker. He goes, two events enough is uh, two events a month is, is enough to keep me in a manner of which I'm accustomed. Leeson still deals in the stock markets, but only with his own money. So he went to jail for five years. Now he's an after dinner speaker, which is funny because isn't after dinner speakers usually like a guy who lost his leg and then climbed the Himalayas? Yeah, I, I assume Bitcoin. he doesn't gamble anymore. Like well, he's I, still on the stock market, but he's not. He's he's like I'm only allowed to use my own money. It's like yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, you look double or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> His wife just wakes up and he goes, um, "Sell the car." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or we don't have a car anymore. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. How um, attached were you to the kids? But um, just what's the after dinner speaking thing? He goes, "Hey man, I lost 1.4 billion. Like, is it, what's that for? There, yeah, there's no uplift. They're meant to be motivational. Surely the after dinner speaking circuit is like, oh, let's get an ex-footballer to talk about how, you know, they won the World Cup or And something. what did you learn? I learned, uh, you know, don't get caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I would have had another $1.2 billion, I would have made it all fine. But it's just like, oh, we, you know, next we're going to have this homeless guy who told us how he lost his house to crack. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what's the, I don't understand how he's still got a job doing this. But it is amazing how, like, a white-collar criminal can like make his his uh, rock bottom yeah uplifting. Into, into more money yeah he's fucking insane but i love that he's still boasting about money the manner i'm accustomed to like, what's he getting paid for the on the speaking circuit that's weird like i could just go oh, you know comedy didn't work out i'm gonna do speaking tours about how comedy didn't work out yeah but i'd have to fuck it up so much worse than i have well, very publicly fucking yeah. up. Yeah, like accidentally set fire to the comedy store while I'm on stage. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just something went wrong. You know, a fuse. I'm doing a prop joke and it burns the place down. I like the idea that is just man when he when he was in Thailand. That would have been a, a stressful. Va- that's the most stressful <laughs> vacation yeah. to Thailand. Yeah. Like I really hope. walking around trying to hide, and also because he's working out of like Hong Kong as well, I think. <laughs> so he's not that far. It's not like <laughs> if I fled to Thailand, I'd feel pretty far away. Yeah, but just Jesus Christ, you know. And this is pre-internet. Yeah, it must be hard being on the run now because everyone just takes pictures of everything. Really hard. You're in everyone's selfie. If you're like fucking like sort of notorious, like is that Charles Manson in the back? Of you? you know, just someone who'd like. A famous murderer who tries to flee, you know, it'd be impossible now. You just you're in like you try and escape, and then you're in some dweeb's gap year photo that's on Facebook. You wait a sec, that's the guy who did that. <laughs> He's selling snorkels in fucking Vietnam. I bet he'd do a podcast, but he'd want a he'd want a fee. Nick Leeson, one hundred percent. He'd probably steal something from your house as well. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I thought I just I like the uh, I like the sorry note. I thought that was brilliant. Sixty-seven, ten thousand people. Jody, what are you doing? You're typing. Yeah, I found uh, Chartwell speakers who represent Nick Lee. Oh, brilliant! So it doesn't have the prices on there, so I'm sending a message saying I'm organising a 40th birthday for a friend <laughs> who's a big fan yeah. of Nick Leeson. Yeah, and seeing how much they they could send, <laughs> yeah, see if good. they respond. And we'll reveal next week how <laughs> yeah. much it costs to get Nick Leeson to come and talk about <laughs> failure on an international scale. <laughs> um, <laughs> double or nothing. I got nothing. Um, <laughs> 1967, 10,000 people gather for the Central Park Bee-In, which is a march, 10,000, which was 
to protest against racial injustice um, and the Vietnam War. I'm I'm pro both of those things. Yeah, that's the problem. No, I'm no, I mean I'm pro protesting them, not I'm yeah. pro the things. Yeah, what you're pro protesting? I'm pro protesting. Yeah. Do you not think that when you see it and you see our picture, you go, just don't, it never works. It never has a protest ever worked. Yes. When? Uh, Martin Luther King. Did it? Yeah, the civil rights movement. Yeah, but you know, tell that to like Rodney King. Well, yes, but there was still there was still progress. It might not yeah. be perfect, but it definitely no, there, was, of course. there was progress. Was that the march or was that the speech on YouTube? You know, you did that speech on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was live broadcast to YouTube <laughs> no, at the it was time. Streaming on YouTube, the numbers. Yeah, God, the march he could have sold at that gig. Gandhi, Gandhi, what marches? Oh, the protests and civil rights, you know, they freed mm, India. My protests are a bit different, though. No, when I think of protests, I think it's kind of, I don't know. Well, you're you're now defining protests as something that doesn't work. <laughs> well, no, I think marches don't work. They never seem to. It just seems like a day out. Okay. Um, do you not find that? Marches? Yeah. Yeah. I've People just great... chanting something and you go, you all look. Oh, no, uh, I, get, I get totally sucked in. <laughs> do you? <laughs> to the excitement oh, my God. All. Yeah. Which marches have you been on? Uh, I went to the big one the, um, against Iraq. In oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Did that work? I can't I'm remember. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, because Iraq's now um, really good. Yeah, yeah they yeah. fixed that. Yeah. Yeah, so we fixed that. No, the, what was that, like two million people marched? It, it was a million or so in London, yeah. And then Blair said no, and then millions of people died, and now the man who orchestrated the whole thing... Alistair Campbell has a bigger podcast than us. Do you know who talk about justice? Do you know no who's good at protesting? The French. Yeah, why? Because they cut their heads off. No, whenever now, whenever a lot like any time there's mm. a law that's gonna get passed that they don't like, mm. millions of people just go to the streets and scream for weeks until but they the law... strike as well though. So they, I... <laughs> but they really they're just like, Listen, we are shutting everything down yeah. until you fucking get rid of this law that Changes our pension yeah, age yeah, yeah. from sixty six to sixty seven. Yeah, like they're just yeah. like no, no that's good. the French do not fuck. No, they don't good. fuck around. No, that's good. It's just not enough mm. people. Yeah, the people. You know, you can't. There can't be half. Have you been on marches? You know, I've I've have I marched? Yeah, didn't but you go on? Have I marched with others? No, you went on the BLM march by mistake, didn't you? No. You thought it stood for boys love men, and it was it was. <laughs> I thought it was a pedophile. You it was march. a pedophile rights march, and you turn up going, "So what if we love them?" And they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> boys love men. Yeah, I'm... guys, <laughs> thank you for asking me to speak today. Why are you taking the microphone away? Yeah, yeah. You thought George Floyd was a disgraced kids presenter. <laughs> <laughs> Justice for George. No, Bobby, it's not who you think it is. That is, that is not true. <laughs> Boys love men. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I've, I've never been on a march. You know, in France, though, another thing they've got is the police have extra powers. So they're like, fucking start. They bring out the plastic bullet guns, oh, they... the rubber bullets, Fuck. way sooner than's needed. Yeah. And they have those hose cannons where they like literally hose you down. <laughs> That's probably, I hate to say, a very satisfying job. <laughs> to host people. Yeah, if you're the guy with the power hose, fuck yeah. <laughs> I wonder what he gets paid. Do you know what I mean? 
if comedy didn't work out and I wanted to find something I I've moved enjoy. to France to hose <laughs> yeah. protesters. Yeah. yeah, Red actually seems happier than ever. He's not yeah. doing as much comedy. He comes back on weekends, but he's hosing. Grand a year pension is fucking great. Holidays. Yeah. He <laughs> actually... It's, 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 it's not work. <laughs> How are you feeling, Red? Well, I have I do have a repetitive strain injury from holding the hose. Yeah. My, I have a lot of tingling in my left arm. There'll be a riot while I'm on holiday, and I'll come back and they go, so sorry, Red, and I'll go, don't worry. The beach was boring. This, this is what I really love. You just sit on the thing, and you've got the cannon, and they literally sit on it and just go... I mean, who wouldn't want to do that in rush hour on your way to get on the tube? Mmm. <laughs> This Lucas is way too big. <laughs> oh, 900 milliliters. Interesting. Who's the bottle for, you know? Exactly. It's too big to just drink solo, but it's not big enough to put in a glass to justify the glass. So now it's just, I'm just confused. Thanks, Lucas Aid. Problem is, is if you went back in time to the march, you go, by the way, guys, this isn't going to work. Vietnam's going to go on for another fucking six years. Do you know where Iraq is? You go in there as well. Do you know about Iran? There's going to be loads of shit with Iran. Um, have you heard of Bosnia? That's happening. Afghanistan, that as well. ISIS, you don't even know about them yet. But you don't know Vietnam maybe would have went on longer. No. It went on for fucking ages. They were just losing. They didn't give a shit about home. They were just losing. But the public sentiment had turned. Yeah, but it, it, no one was ever too up for it, you know? What was that saying? LBJ, how many kids have you killed today? You know, they used to chant that at him and stuff like that. And it was, it didn't ever, like the whole culture was like, what are we doing? It's the same as Iraq, though. <clears throat> when was that popular? You know, and who would have thought Jody marching against Iraq going, what did your sign say, Jody? Well, he wasn't marching against Iraq. <laughs> he was going, Just marching against the country Iraq. of Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> what did your sign say? Uh, I didn't have a sign. Your sign said, let us fuck boys. <laughs> boy love matters. Well, I, I was a boy, so I was like, come get it here, sort of thing. <laughs> come get it here, Cody. <laughs> you weren't a boy. How old were you? Uh, I was 21. Oh, okay, yeah. Still a boy, I suppose. Is 21 a boy? I don't yeah. know. It depends how old the person calling someone a boy is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you wouldn't have never realized that not only is this war going to go ahead and it's going to be a fucking disaster, the man behind it is going to be more successful at podcasting than me in two decades. And not just slightly more, like so much more successful. So if you do listen to Alistair Campbell's podcast and you listen to us, I hope you feel ashamed of yourself. Anyway. He does it with that guy Rory Stewart. Rory Stewart is also a fucking gimp. He's like, well, he's a he's a Tory, and then he's like, I hate Boris Johnson. But it's like if you looked at his voting record, it's mm. the same as Boris Johnson's. Yeah. It's like you can hate the bravado of Boris Johnson, but you're no different. No, you voted for all the same shitty of policies course, yeah. he did. So just because you don't, you are well educated, know how to carry yourself in a way that left wing people find pleasant, mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're better. Yeah, yeah. like no, on no, paper, course, you're still as it's shitty. Same with Alice it's like because he was pro Brex, uh, pro Remain. People are just willing to ignore the <laughs> yeah, it's slew a, of dead it's bodies. It's a trade agreement. Yeah. Like, it's maybe not economically good, but... I love when he's like, but does Boris Johnson have no shame? It's like, you were responsible for millions of deaths and you host a breakfast TV show. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Anyway, moving on. Ronald Ryan, February the 3rd, becomes the last man hanged in Australia for murdering a guard whilst escaping from prison. 
At first glance, Bad nothing guy. says I belong in jail more than murdering a man to get out of jail. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, mm, that's why you're here. But I looked into it, as I do with everything on this podcast. I did a deep dive. Turns out he's a great guy. Well, he shot a man in his escape because they had a gun smuggled in, which is, is hardly uh, a Shawshank Redemption escape, is it? You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> this isn't pretending to love Not everybody can carving. dig a tunnel for 20 years. Yeah. Using a picture of a girl as your only cover. <laughs> and no one ever just goes, knock, knock on it or anything like that. Or the uh, wind blows. Through the yeah. Bottom. Yeah. The wind blows through and it goes, well, there's just actually, there'd just be a big dip in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not, or just it gets wet. Yeah. You know, some, anything could happen. Yeah. Literally. A rat, you know, <laughs> rats like tunnels. Anyway, um, I doubt El Chapo. Is asking for FHM posters for his cell <laughs> right now. Um, so he was a good guy, but was he? So they shot a guard on the way out. And this is what you originally think. They shot this guy. Because they were like, get out of the way. We don't want to shoot. Get the fuck out of the way. Blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, no. And they have a gun. Which if you're a jailer, I just think just let him go. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're going to take a bullet for your job. Where'd they shoot him? In the head. Could have went for the the foot. Yeah. The foot would have been just as but effective. But he didn't even have a gun. And he's like, no, I won't let you pass. Which, you think about it, what do you think, how long does a bullet take to come out of a gun and into someone's head? A second? <laughs> no, less. Less, not, right? Bullet, not, not bullets point, famously travel quite quickly. 0.5 of a second? No, like less. It's, okay. it's instantaneous. You It travels faster than the speed of sound. So you're hit by the bullet before you know the bullet was okay. fired. So what would a jailer be paid not point not one point per second back in well, but maybe this jailer sensed these people shouldn't be out in public. I'm I am trying to protect the, the point general I'm trying to make population. Is he just earned, like this man was point, a hero. Red. He earned not point one shillings to be shot in the face. But that's that's that can be said of every hero. At that point, it's not about the money. It's about trying to do the it's just a job. thing. It's a job. Anyway, yeah, but that shot. is literally his job. Yeah, he was doing his job. Yeah, but you know, he—it's not his fault. Would you take a shot. bullet for the podcast, Jody? Uh, if it got lots of views, yeah. Oh, but they had a gun, and they're trying if to get. If you're it. listening, would you like us to shoot Jody <laughs> on the Patreon? We can <laughs> with, uh, we with can, a paintball we can, gun. We can make that happen. <laughs> anyway, here's where it gets murky. So he always denied it that he shot him. He denies he shot the guy. All <laughs> the prison guards were like, "Yeah, he shot him." But there was a gunfight. And then his lawyer goes, it's actually scientifically impossible for him to have shot the man from where you say he shot him because the bullet came from above. Okay. So he's 25 feet away. All the police go, we we saw him shoot. Da, 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 da. As years go by, and this man gets hanged and is like, I'm innocent, trust me. But he was hanged. He was hanged. So he's dead. Dead. Years go by, this guy goes, I need to confess something. 23 <laughs> years later. We all lied. I accidentally shot the prison guard and we blamed it on him. And two other prison guards said, that's a lie. Yeah, well, you would. (laughs) Actually, it's like... But then other people said, no, no, he's completely telling the truth. This is what we all made a pact. And he didn't actually kill anyone. He got caught because he tried to meet up with an ex-girlfriend on the run, (laughs) which is always a dumb idea. Man, just... It's also, you know... That's such a Just, bad opening. Hey, I haven't seen you in years, but I'm on the run because I killed a jailer, but I didn't do it. Do you want to meet for a coffee? It's your, you're, okay, you're in Australia. Your number one goal 
the thing is escaping from a prison in Australia is one thing, but then it's like, well, where the fuck do you go? Australia's an island in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, there's no one there. Like, it's, it's, what's the population? It's tiny, isn't it? Yeah, for but, how big the place is. Yeah, yeah. No, there's lots of un. There, of course, there's like the desert in the middle, but it's not like habitable. Yeah, no. There's a reason but people live there. Everyone know who you were when you, they go. Oh, it's on the run, Steve. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's one guy on the run on this giant <laughs> island, and it's this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, you, you know, you go into a petrol station and go, I haven't go. seen this guy before. Yeah. And this is back in the 60s, so it's not even, na- you know, it'd be way more desolate then. Um, so they don't think it was him. Because <laughs> it's, which is bad. Did so they he, ever prosecute the people that really did it? No. Well, it would be sad. It was just an accident. Well, you know, back in those days, it was like, if you go a year without mentioning it, you're now completely absolved from what, you know, it was one of those weird laws, like, under the law of, the, all you have to do is cross your fingers when you lie, and it's legal in court. But the, yeah, so it's gone on for ages. They're always looking to fucking because they're like the science people involved were like, it's not physically possible that he could do that, and that he would have done that. The guy said he also kept his gun that used in the breakout to say, look, this has not been used in that shooting. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know? Well, they could tell what bullet, I assume they can tell yeah. what bullet. And he said, look, I kept gun. this so I could, if I, when I got caught, I could show you that I didn't do it. And he just didn't do it. And one of his fucking colleagues went, oops. <laughs> so the other guy, you know, runs out, trigger happy. Imagine that. <laughs> Trying to shoot the escape in. You just shoot <sighs> Yeah, but it's kind of like a stain on the system. And the two other pre- prisoners are like, activists no they just said look this is simple but they this didn't happen but the other two are just kept to the pack oh the guards you mean yeah the prison kept, guards sorry prison guards have kept to the pack till they die you know they're taking that to the grave um but a witness who gave evidence saying he saw him commit the murder broke his silence and said that he was just said he saw him do it because he was scared that he'd become the next ned kelly and kill people if he got out so he lied about it which is why was he in prison in the first place um he did bank robberies and stuff fraud a lot of like so he wasn't like you know the best guy but he wasn't a fucking it's not like he killed nine people and then went to jail you know he did a lot of bank robberies and and you know things like that and fraud and breaking into places and stealing money and all, all the all the cool stuff like nothing that deserves to be hung for it is sad when innocent people are killed yeah by the state. By the state. I'm I'm kind of I'm not like anti death penalty all the time. I'm just anti death penalty because they get it wrong so much. Yeah, I'm I am like there's some people where I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that guy going bye bye. Yeah, but the problem is is that's an easy way out. And actually putting them in a dark hole to sit there and think is better. I don't like that they get like PlayStations. Uh the killer I don't you know, anything Below serial killer, give him a Nintendo or a PlayStation. But I think we, when it when it's like fucking Ian Huntley get playing Halo in his cell, you go nah. What about if someone was just an ear licker? Oh, they should get. A, they should get. So every time they're on a bus, that doesn't not, not like they're not specific about gender or age, but they just lick someone's ear, mm-hmm. and then they're like, you can't, you got to stop licking ears, and they put them in jail for a bit. They get out, and then they just go lick an ear again. Mm-hmm. What do you do with an ear licker? Put them in jail. For public disturbance, they still get a PlayStation, though. Okay. 
Yeah, of course. I don't know if everyone has a PlayStation. I think your idea of prison might be a bit misconstrued. <laughs> I, think I don't know if you arrive and they hand I think you your, being at home. <laughs> here's your here's your jumpsuit and your PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. I think I think serial killers aren't allowed in the steam room. <laughs> okay, they shouldn't get steam rooms yeah. or PlayStations. Yeah, uh, they don't get to they don't get the Christmas dinner. They don't get the uh, Bahamas trip. Do they get a, a monthly meal at McDonald's? <laughs> yeah. They don't get to go on the the field trip Wait, to should, uh, should they, Alton Towers. Should they meet Kylie Jenner? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! There's a lot of people in prison who probably want to meet her. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Being an attractive lady in the limelight, I must be. There's no wonder she's got like seven security guards because there's probably about a million men who are just like stalking. And Ugh. her inboxes must be an absolute <laughs> shit show. Like you could probably like doing around the world with dick pics because i always click on you ever go on instant you click on that folder of like message because mm. sometimes i'll forget about the yeah, folder yeah, of messages yeah. from people you don't follow mm-hmm. and they'll be like you'll have five new messages and you're like oh this is cool yeah oh i lost some work i didn't know about yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah she could never click on that folder no you could probably cover every inch of the or every part of the world a mile radius and every with a dick pic that she's been sent from in every area you know what i mean like <laughs> Someone on this estate has probably sent her a picture of their penis. Do <laughs> no, I haven't, I'm, I haven't done that. Uh, uh, anyway, so Ronald Ryan, I believe you. Not that it matters now. This is the last thing you want to hear. However, many years later, you know, but you've been exonerated on the year is, and people think we just do it's like fifty-five bits of years history, ago. but we also we exonerate people who are innocent. But fifty-five years too late. (laughs) We're like Kim Kardashian, but we're we're way too late. We'll pick up your case fifty-five years later. Yeah, we only do dead people's cases. That way, Mm. nobody gets hurt if we get it wrong, and there's less pressure. Yeah, yeah, there's less pressure to get right. We think he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. we think he probably did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. A royal pardon for Ronald Ryan. (laughs) Two births in this year. Okay, there's only two. What a, is it? Children of men. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Only two people were born people, in the whole year. Two people who both went on to become very famous. Okay, both initially for music. Ironically, both of them made teenage girls very upset in different ways. Kurt Cobain and R. Kelly, <laughs> which. Kurt Cobain, I remember his death upsetting many young women, didn't it? It was Kurt Cobain's death upset, yeah. But he was really for, yeah. Ironically, R. Kelly's death would have probably made a lot of young women's lives better. Well, yeah, not definitely. I think they just gave him like a. He's never coming out now. They another concurrent sentence, yeah. I mean, the guy can still sing. If he's in jail, can is there a problem with him releasing music? I don't know. <laughs> I think, yeah. It's weird to know, like, I, I don't know if people want to hear his tunes anymore. A new mm. R. Kelly track, would you? But what if you heard, say, for example, the man who invented the aeroplane? had relationships with uh, underage. Well, the fact that you just said that is weird because you don't know that it was the Wright brothers. Of course. Of course. <laughs> the man who invented the airplane. Yeah, You're like, you mean the Wright, the Wright brothers? brothers? Yeah. yeah, they invented the Bic as well, didn't they? Um, <laughs> the Wright brothers, obviously, Harry and Henry Wright. Um, 
Wait, but, is, is you, did you just make up first names for the right brothers? Did I or did I not? If you Google it, you, you're sad. If you know it, you're a nerd. So there you go. Um, but if, that, if if it turns out, would you stop flying? Uh, no, but that is a different Why? question. Well, it, it, it's not happening right now. I'm just saying, if he, if R. Kelly released a song today, I mean, B&A. I would listen. I would listen. B- of course B&A. I'd listen. B&A, first class flights, you and Harriet. Two, destination of your choice. You're like, oh, brilliant. Turns out the head of B&A is a nonce. Do you still get on the plane? Well, well, like, is this like his private plane where he's like, hey, guys, I've got a special treat for you. Probably not in that no, case. But R. Kelly's not doing a private gig for us. Yeah. If you just put out some music and we all just decide whether we want to listen to it, say, while we're at the boxing gym or, you know, <laughs> on our way to record a history podcast, <laughs> whatever you might Have be you doing. Been listening in your day? To a lot of R. Kelly. <laughs> no, I haven't. But what I will say is he has an amazing voice. I would listen to new Kurt Cobain if they, you know, if they used his body as a puppet and just made it oh sing. Oh, my God. And just, like, pumped air through his corpse. He would not have aged well. The head, I don't mean, the head hole would have whistled, though. I don't mean men. The I, air would have came I out mean, the head hole. It wouldn't have worked, really, <laughs> if you're trying to use him as a puppet to make his, bo- Bobby, to make his dead body sing. Bobby, it went this away. is not. This is legend you're disrespecting. Jesus Jesus. Use him as a recorder. Yeah, he'd blow into the hole. Uh, Bono would grab him. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh god, this is disrespectful. He wouldn't have like. He's one of those people who go. Maybe frozen in time is better. You know what I mean? Not for like obviously his kid. You know that's all terrible. But as a young blonde guy, because I think he was balding. Not that that's bad, but if you're like a long haired blonde guy. And you stay that forever. You're always, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and mentally, he seemed like he was kind of not well. Something suggests that to me. And that was only the got... fact that he put a shotgun to his own head. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know. He, I was. I didn't know. I was working with a clinical <laughs> clinical psychiatrist. You know, the looking back, back, I would say <laughs> mentally, Kurt Cobain wasn't very well. Yeah, I'm not. Well, thank you. I'm not Poirot. You mean? But... <laughs> The heroin addict that ate a shotgun. You think his mental health might have been, he might have been struggling with it. Yeah, he made a song called Rape Me. Um, I think he would have, you know what I mean? Like maybe 50 might be like an alt-right, you know, lunatic who's like on Twitter. Or just a guy singing songs. I don't know. I think he'd be like round Graham Linehan's house. Hanging out with Lawrence he gave, Fox. He gave no. He gave no indication of that in his life. It is lived life that he would have ever done that. Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't. But I just. It's like I don't know. Um, who knows what would have happened? Who knows? That's true. Who bloody knows? He might be doing a duet with Harry Styles, and people are like my hero, or you know, it's kind of. Uh... But yeah, R. Kelly born, Kurt Cobain born. Um, both very impactful on music. R. Kelly's um, <laughs> Wikipedia has him down as I can't remember exactly. I saw it last night. It made me laugh. It says uh, recording artist, award winning recording artist, and sex offender <laughs> as his description. Yeah, for what he is. Yeah, which the, is bad. The politics of Wikipedia are funny. It's like a, a big group of people warring. Yeah, because yeah. one person will change it, and then another person comes and changes it. Change they have these big meetings. And thing is, if I could travel in twenty years' time, first thing I do is check a if I had a Wikipedia, 
And B, if I did have a Wikipedia, I'd go scroll to the personal issues section <laughs> <laughs> just to see. Right, there's a man called Matt, and he's going to offer you a thing called crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that happens in 2025. But there is always that with famous people. Some of them, you go, they have like a six paragraph for personal issues. <laughs> Back in the day when, to be famous, you were kind of allowed a bit of leeway. Like, you used to be able to, like, discharge your handgun into your hotel ball and stuff. A better, was like, yeah, it's a better life for Mr. Baldwin. Yeah, way better life. Well, that was him. Was it his brother who ran up the hotel corridor naked with a handgun, shouting, Baldwin, back in the 90s? I think it was Danny or one of the, one of the other ones. Well, the heat's off him now. Fucking hell, yeah. You know, it's... Uh... I feel, I think they can't charge him. It's fucked. Well, they have charged him. Yeah, but he's an actor. Of course, he just clicks things without thinking. They're dumb people. Yeah, that's why it's called like gross negligent homicide. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> or manslaughter, whatever. I don't think he should be on trial. No, I don't either. But I also like even the twenty-four-year-old that they're all like dragging through the fucking. Nails. I think I think um, Mexico should kidnap his wife and put her on trial for faking the accent. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's not how you really how sound. How did she have a kid? Like five months after the other kid. It was mad. She, they have a lot of kids. They've got seven children. He likes. And uh, his daughter, who Alec I likes met. to fuck. Have I told the story on the podcast of meeting his daughter? I don't, I don't think so. His daughter came to London and is a comedy fan, or a comedy writer. Can we say her name? Inverted. She's called Ireland Bassinger uh, uh, Baldwin. So she's Kimball, Kim Bassinger's <laughs> daughter. Seemed nice, but she came to London and my friend knew her and was like oh come meet my friend he works in comedy here so we met uh and had like drinks and stuff and uh yeah it was just kind of a odd i made a coffees for closers joke from uh glenn gary glenn ross bombed so hard because <laughs> i was having a beer and she was like i'm gonna have a coffee and i said coffees for closers and i thought because I'm a comedian, I'll hit her straight away Did with the big one. Had she seen the she movie? Just, probably, and I don't think they even get on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is she the one that he called a little pig? Yeah, I like a cunt. Pig, <laughs> I think. Yeah, but I was just like instantly you're, you're just, just referencing her, the, her dad's movies and he called yeah, her a pig. And she's probably heard that joke before. Yeah, you know. But um, she was like did a roast of him, which apparently she had no rights for. Um. But yeah, she did the, the, that Baldwin roast and like just did jokes about him being a shit dad. And he was just thinking, ha ha. But it was fucking weird. Like, bizarre to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's my Alec Baldwin connection. So again, here we are, one person away from infamy. And on that note, thank you. For tuning into the Year's podcast. If Thank you, you have a weird separation story, you got beat Hitler, Baldwin. Who else do we have? Because I have um, Hitler from my headmaster. Met Hitler. Oh, yeah. Baldwin, who have you got? Uh, now I forget. In the moment, I'm freezing. Paul McCartney, you've met. Paul McCartney has um, watched me do comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is Jesse from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um. Oh, really? I didn't know Jesse had. He was there, too, when I bombed at the Enemy Awards. <laughs> That's so good. Tell that story in the Patreon. Bobby Beltming in front of uh, Paul McCartney. I think I've told it. 
I don't think you have. Has he told it? Joe Jody says, ah, fuck this. Um, I shook Johnny Depp's hand once, coming up in the Patreon. Thank you for tuning up. Thank you, bye. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to our super genius patrons, Christopher Matthew Spencer. Spencer. Goodbye. Bye. That was another episode of The Year Is. Thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review. It all helps. I'd like to thank our producer, Jody, And also I'd like to thank uh, Josh Weller for our intro music and song. It's, uh, it's very catchy. It's very nice. I'm sure you'll enjoy it at the beginning. So big thanks for Josh Weller. He's on Instagram at Josh Weller. Josh Weller. Follow him and uh, keep spreading the word of The Year Is. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. 